You are listening to Intuitive Public Radio. This is the multiverse from which solutions are emerging. Thank you for listening. If you are interested in exploring our channels of Intuitive Public Radio currently being hosted on Telegram Messenger, you can start your adventure by joining us at intuitive.pub slash adventurer. You can also go directly to Telegram Messenger by navigating to t.me slash intuitive public adventurer. In fact, I have no idea if there's anything at the previous URL, but perhaps that's part of the adventure. While we compile segments for our episode of today, I hope you will enjoy this selection of segments from yesterday's deliberations on intuitive public radio. If you would like to absorb the bulk of this conversation on Telegram or just drop in to respond when you have the chance, you can find it in its entirety by starting at t.me slash intuitive public media slash 925. Niner two five. And that's the number. And that's how you can find us. Cool, huh? Now following segments from Intuitive Social Networker by Intuitive Public Media. So there's this whole discussion of connecting with people and building disability aid networks where individuals help one another and have the nourishment that they need to survive in ways thought impossible previously. Could that be a thing? When we put IPR volunteer transmitters in the hands of individuals, they're connected to a greater community body of people who care what happens to them and want to help collaborate and create income streams for everybody. This is not a wild mythical beast. If it's a unicorn, it's still very concrete. We have lots of practical steps. They're all over the internet. There are what's the word I want to say? There are boisterous (laughs) boisterous boisterous is what I wanted to use. Yeah, boisterous community efforts in regards to creating income streams and supporting one another in learning how to create professional platforms together. There is lots of this happening all over, generally not accessible to most people severely sick and suffering or people who are homeless or people who are in poverty or having experiences that are traumatic and extreme. They do not need to be left out of this. 
we have connected with one another now in a way that lets any of us participate in these things. So we're not locked out of those communities. We have one of our own and can create more so that we have safe spaces to practice these things. In our programming here in Intuitive Social Networker, we want to explore what happens when we use the intuitive public radio to connect to each other. Right now, we in all our communities are overwhelmed by disasters and crises and predatory practices and ways of making money that feel insufficient to what we need. And we don't quite understand what went wrong and it's terrible to be in the midst of it. When money is what is needed, we can talk a lot more about how to make money. The information that most people have access to about how to make money is how to get jobs. How to get a job from a person who has money currently and is offering it in exchange for someone's time spent doing that job or someone's particular expertise. What is not talked about, what is not widely understood is that in our basic community interactions, we can create economy out of nothing where money will start to flow into a situation because problems are being solved. Finding the problems that can be solved that will flow money into a community is a particular way of thinking that people learn together by talking about it a lot and working on it and writing it down and sharing their experience of evolving that way of thinking. Survivors of severe environmental conditions and profound hardships have not had a place to go for that if they didn't already have access to it, if they weren't incredibly lucky. It's not something that is known to people who are in terrible suffering. And boy, once they're in terrible suffering, they don't have the time to find that out anyway. They're trying to figure out why all of a sudden they're dying and no one knows anything. Together, we've developed a way of interacting to get our extensive and complicated self-care needs met simultaneously with working on professional activities that support our communities, that create income streams, that allow us to collaborate all together and experience more good things. Uh, healing in our body, recovery, recovery for individuals, recovery for communities. 
the way we spend time together and the way we work on these things is what generates what we need. And we're already experiencing it at a very small scale. Every person we add to it uh, changes, changes things. And our intentionality about it together drives that. So we can always be asking the question, what do we need and what problems need solving? And there will be emergent solutions that we couldn't see before the group of us was working on it together. When we have a culture of solving problems together and working joyfully together, enjoy, enjoyably, working in a way that is nourishing and assuming that together we will see solutions that we couldn't see and recognizing what is known about solving problems in community and creating economy and balancing ecology and making money. We are already drawing a lot of different resources from other places on the internet that are talking about these things. And we are doing some degree of work on considering accountability for people in business and marketing out there who are teaching this stuff, but also walling it off. Our ability to help one another do these things is about to get a lot more robust. So we need to find people who are already ready to do this, who have already recognized that the good options that they thought they had were not exactly what they thought. And sometimes a person has already gotten to this spot. So for people who really are wanting to learn something and work on something and try something very, very different. That's what we're doing and all are invited. If we can think, if we can think our way into evolving what is our right paradigm. Well, that, that seems like, um, so, some of us, some of us have got to do it. So, so we're doing it. So you're invited. Here are some different ways that we are working together, maybe two individuals or maybe three or four people, depending on what is needed. For instance, working together to learn a new way of email marketing that is not the skeezy that many people associate with email marketing that centers survivors of severity and gives us a professional platform to get our needs met. Email marketing practice. We have groups for that. If you're interested in working on those things and being supported by others in working on those things, message me and 
ask me, I will add you. We have other efforts in the works in regards to contacting, contacting people in a network in different ways and different skill sets that use different kinds of apps or technology to accomplish things. We have discussions about people who want to be traveling in cars a lot. Some survivors benefit greatly, myself included, from driving in a car with all the windows down to get different air quality. People in any situation, we are workshopping what is needed for a professional platform that is just what they would ask for. So anyone who is already hoping to build something for themselves is welcome to benefit from being in community with us, working on all of these things that are important to our ourselves as individuals and to ourselves as members of communities of community bodies that we need to be healthy and strong and resilient in the face of ad adversity. <sighs> Everything sounds like an understatement sometimes. Adversity. Profound, ubiquitous adversity. I'm feeling big things. Let's keep working. Well, you know, I see it coming together and I'd like to see more uh, of how we're doing this, uh, how you're doing it mostly, and then where I fit in. Uh, looking for opportunity to see where that leads and Certainly when the time comes and it's ready to do something and I am capable, I will do so. Um, uh, <clears throat> what we're able to do is really the question right now, in my opinion, is where do we get these capabilities and where are we headed? Um, well, where am I like more like, okay. Here's what we got. Let's go do this. Boom. We have the resources. Let's go. Let's do it. And um, when that happens, I'm on board. And I expect that we'll have more people involved as well. And uh, I think it would be, I don't think, I know, it would be completely uh invigorating and joyful and uh, really get a lot of pleasure from it I know that I know that I would uh, because that's been my goal well before I started having these issues is to be in a place where I can help people and still be able to raise my family and so it's not all about money but it's certainly about um, all around joy and fulfilling work to sustain my own life and my family's. 
and I'm not speaking out of just me. This is my example of what I believe success in this program would be and where I believe that other people would feel the same if they're involved. I remember now what it was I was going to say. You said on what I identify as success. Um, success to me in my life in general and involving that with work, work should be something that I can personally have success at and my success in work would be enjoying what I do, fulfilling my needs and my needs are to help others. And then secondary to that would be generating enough income to where I can support my family and myself and be in a safe place where I can continue to keep my health and be able to work and help others and continue to feed my family and have a safe place to live. So it's kind of a circular thing. As you know, it all has to work together. So it has, you know, in order to help people, I need to be able to help myself and help my family in order to help people. And so, yes, money is involved. And so, yes, income is important, but the, all of it's important. It's not just money. It's not just helping people. And it's not just my family and not just myself. All of those have to be working in synchronicity in order to be success. And that's my definition of it. If you would like to learn to use Anchor FM and have your voice more easily heard, and if you would like to connect to Intuitive Public Radio and be backed by our media team and volunteer corps, feel free to join us on this Telegram Messenger channel where we are helping people set up their Anchor accounts. T.me slash intuitive anchor will get you there. We are building disability aid platforms specifically centering survivors of severe environmental conditions, the adversity of illness, injury, poverty, and many different kinds of hardship affecting most of the people we all know, you and I. We are connecting to one another using these platforms, anchor.fm, Telegram Messenger, and we are finding that we do have emergent capacities when we work together and help one another. You may just find yourself a bit confused when you listen to the latest episode. Every day we create the beginning of that day's episode and add to it throughout the day. So you won't see lots of segments early in the day that you will find later in the day or maybe the next day. Distribution to all of the different podcast platforms like Pocket Casts and Stitcher and Spotify, all of that happens over a little bit more of an extended period of time. If you want to stay caught up to the moment on what we are talking about and what we are working on, join us on Telegram Messenger. You can find us by navigating to t.me slash intuitive public adventurer. You can also message me directly 
by finding my profile at t.me slash Meg Morris, and please call me Max. We also invite you to install the app for Anchor FM on your smartphone or use their software in your web browser on your laptop. It is a great way to stay connected to an immediate podcasting environment, and you can catch up on our added segments as soon as they pop up. If you need help, our intuitive technologists are standing by. Join us at t.me slash intuitive anchor. Working on all of this, finding solutions together, it's a good time. See you later. You are listening to Intuitive Social Giving on the Intuitive Public Radio. Joining us momentarily is Brendan Heidenreich, world traveler, and I am his co-host, Max, also known somewhat secretively as Meg Morris. You can contact me or Brendan by navigating to intuitive.pub slash contact. Actually, I have no idea if that's true, but maybe you will find it to be a palatable adventure for you. It is an adventure for us too. You can join our conversation by browsing to our Telegram Messenger public broadcast channel, t.me slash intuitive social giving. By installing Telegram Messenger on your mobile device, you can carry around your very own IPR transmitter and be connected to our public survival walkie-talkie network. This also connects you to the services and support of intuitive public media, helping survivors of severity to build sustainable income streams and connecting them to community that believes them when they reach out for help and when they're having trouble getting their needs met. If you would like to be involved and if you might have insights on how you may be able to help us, or if you want to reach out and find help for yourself where it has been lacking, I hope you will join us in this conversation. If you have any trouble with Telegram Messenger, we are interested in identifying what the problems are and making it easier for you to do so you can message me privately, directly, by, well, that's not going to help. Let's see. Aha, you will find my email address at intuitive.pub slash media. You can email me at max at intuitive.pub. Thank you for bearing with me. Hello, Brendan here, and I would like to begin the conversation about giving. So what we observe um, uh, on intuitive public and intuitive social is that and 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 beyond is that there are a number of people 
who are suffering terribly um, around the U.S. and other uh, so-called developed countries as well as around the world. And it's difficult to confront or discuss the challenges of the entire world at one time, but we we begin, first of all, with our own um, growing network of people who have who who Max has found, or who have found Max, and are part of uh, the growing network we have on Telegram and and beyond. So, uh, the discussion that we're having here is how how do people think about uh, the giving that they do. Um, I have uh, an article here that I found about, well, this is focused on Americans, but it's about how many, uh, about how Americans give to, to charity or helping others. And in fact, well, this article is specifically about charity um, and so it says Americans give more than $1 billion a day to charities, a total of $380 billion in 2016. This figure includes giving by individuals, corporations, and foundations. And of these, individuals give away the most, $282 billion in 2016. And, in addition, more than $30 billion were given through bequests, which is given by, giving by people who have died. So, a huge amount of money is, is given to charity, and I'm sure these numbers don't include money that people give to friends and family or on the street to strangers. Um, so... There's much giving, but there's also a, a very large amount of need. And likewise, quite a bit of money is is distributed to people through government programs. And um, that does not help, of course, that doesn't cover many need, needs out there, but it's part of the, the picture of, of assistance in the world. So what I'd like to look at is with all of this giving and all of the in infrastructure that's in place in the world, we still have a lot of people who are suffering terribly. And this includes people who are suffering from health issues, from situational issues, from issues with uh, their minds in different ways, which are often interconnected with situations and other needs not being met. And there's also the issue of lack of resources like food and water in many places, or clean air, or medicine, or other, other types of assistance. So what I'm thinking is that with all of the... Um, creativity and uh, brainstorming and research 
research skills and, and communication that's possible with the internet, for example, what can we do to find new angles for people to give and, and get assistance? And how can we find ways to help people um, who want to help more do so, including people who are struggling but also want to help more and can help more if they get more help and, um, and related issues. So um, more in a bit. I would like to create um, maybe something like a bullet point list um, of some key ways that we see uh, for innovation in giving and getting help to occur in the world. And I, I uh, one of those areas is innovative centers and there there are many or several or a number of models of centers of innovative centers that exist that do a better job helping people and especially helping certain types of people than mainstream institutions um, and I want to promote some of those models that are in, in place and encourage people to give more to these types of models and give more to efforts to promote and develop develop more of them. So that's one thing. Another thing is there are many, many people in need around the world, but one, one way to think about prioritizing is finding people who are suffering and struggling and don't have what they need, but they are motivated and passionate to work to help themselves and others. And um, not everyone in the world is really passionate to help others, but some are. And many of those people who are, are not uh, getting the help they need. And if they did, they could they could do more and they could also be inspirations to others and, and, and bring more people into uh, wanting to take part in helping others and collaborating to help oneself and others. Another thought is I, I see and I believe quite a number of people have the question, oh, I would like to do something to help others or something different that I'm doing. Um, so how might I go about that? And then they research online or ask people. And what I've found in my relatively brief uh, searching and research around this is the, the resources and suggestions for finding ways to give, uh, who to give to, are, are not what I would say uh, they're not optimal or they don't well let me uh, I'll say more in another message so there's the suggestion of looking through a list of charities and then comparing them or reading about them and then making a decision based on that but my uh, searching th through websites listing charities uh, show me that it's very confusing. It's not simple to, to know quickly 
or visualize quickly what thousands or hundreds or dozens of charities do. And in many cases, of course, there are big, better-known charities, but those may have certain issues to where they may be doing certain kinds of work, but the administrative uh, structures may be bigger than desired, and the the precision in, in, in what they're doing may not match what a, a smaller, more agile uh, charity or effort could do. Um, and yet many of the smaller charities are very, very specific and focused um, in ways that may be also missing a need out there. So, I mean, it makes me wonder, are there efforts to, to find a, a better or just different ways to give that have a higher leverage on, on change or address things that where something is missing in the world. So that is one thing I would like to explore. Are there people working on that? I'm sure some are in some ways, but that's also what we're doing. And maybe there can be uh, uh, sort of collaboration and communication about that. So I've continued to search um, online for ways to find charities that are uh, exceptional and uh, have a high value for for uh, the help they get. And I found this site called givewell.org that has uh, an example of this where they have selected uh, a specific charities they see as very effective at what they're doing and in need of funding that they can use well to grow what they're doing. Um, I have not looked in depth through the site yet, but I am finding it interesting. Um, I get the initial impression that the charities they've identified don't span the whole range of things that are important to work on, although they certainly have a number of them including uh, malaria prevention and including uh, a site that I've uh, heard referenced elsewhere, including from Max, called Give Directly, which is based on direct cash transfers to people in need. I can see several angles to explore with all of this. One is learning more about the model Give Directly uses because the the very concept along with what we're doing with uh, intuitive public media and the telegram network gives rise to the observation that there are many people who would benefit from getting directly in other words people who need money for various reasons but the models i've seen for direct cash payments um, are usually based on specific uh, populations, like finding specific populations to distribute money to in particular locations. But what about a model where people who are seeking uh, to get directly, 
which of course includes all kinds of people um, in all kinds of situations. Um, what maybe if if giving directly is a, a viable paradigm, as research shows, why isn't there a model for getting directly when a person is screaming for help? So uh, that's something I'd like to unpack and uh, see what we could uh, do about. In terms of the general idea of finding charities to give to that are doing exceptional work and uh, are in a good position to use uh, funds they get to do that work better and more broadly. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, what about the situation of individuals or small projects that are not large charities, but also are doing work to help themselves and others, uh, and who could also leverage even small amounts of money and other assistance to do more than they are currently doing with their with their existing passions and models as well as uh, developing them in ways as they learn what what works and what can help and I'd like to find ways to uh, expand awareness of this idea that there are ways to basically make a hybrid or combination of several different kinds of models that exist or approaches that are understood to be valuable and apply that to to our efforts and again this means uh, in part rather than the model that many organizations use of picking specific areas um, and focusing on 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 location on many people in a similar location what if we uh, make an, a parallel effort to help many people in different locations who share a passionate passion to uh, help themselves and others either in their communities locally and or in other other places in the world or in their regions so I watched a video on YouTube where Seth Godin is speaking about leadership for nonprofits and Part of this video, um, I transcribed uh, a story from, or segment of it, and I'm going to read that here. So Seth said, One of the most important organizations in the U.S. of the last 30 years in terms of health is a political group called ACT UP. ACT UP was started by an activist named Larry Kramer, also a playwright. Larry Kramer was not happy with the way the gay men's health crisis was addressing the issue of AIDS. He went and gave a speech. There were 300 people in the room, and he described a vision of where he wanted to lead, and at the end of the speech, a bunch of people came together and said, let's do this thing. The thing that's fascinating about ACT UP is they never registered as a 501c3 charity. They never, in fact, registered at all. They didn't say, you're in charge, you're a vice president, or you're a senior vice president, next vice president. It was a horizontal organization. 
It was impromptu from the first day. As a result of building this culture, there are a whole bunch of things ACT UP can't do. ACT UP doesn't have a fancy headquarters building or lobbyists or is organized for a long-haul drip-drip-drip approach to making change. But because it was a horizontal take responsibility for your actions, act up, make a ruckus, let's go fast, because people are dying sort of culture, that's exactly what they did. So these are the choices that are before you, which is, as a leader, you don't get to say, well, we're doing this way because it's always been done this way. You need to say, we're doing it this way because this is the way that is going to get us to where we need to go. I'm really excited to see what's happening uh, with intuitive and intuitive public radio and media. And I see great promise and potential in all we can do as we communicate, listen, do outreach and find people who want to help others and improve their situation in collaboration and through a process of brainstorming and research and looking beyond what what seems immediately poss possible to to what can be created or invented and this is very common in some parts of society and the economy, but it's missing in other parts, or, or, or not as common as it could be.